This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hopefully, when you get out of the ring, you're going to look the same as when you rolled in. Babe. Wow. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? That is awful. Welcome, welcome, welcome to After the Bell. I am still Corey Graves, and we're doing it a bit different this week. Better than ever, this might be the greatest episode of After the Bell we've ever done. And I say that without irony, but to enjoy the greatest episode of After the Bell that we've ever done, my co-host, my co-pilot, the Cameron Fry to my Ferris Bueller. Nice. The voice of NXT 2.0, Vic Joseph. Vic, how are you, my friend? I'm not worried about me because I'm excited because my favorite part of you is sitting to your left. That's right. For those not watching on YouTube or wherever, I am joined. We are joined this week for the duration by the Sloan Peterson to my Ferris Bueller. She is known as the most beautiful woman in all of WWE. She's my better half. She is Carmella. Carmella, welcome to After the Bell. I don't know who Sloan Peterson is. Wow, we are Am I supposed to know? I just set the bar so high. (laughs) I just proudly declared that we were about to have the greatest Uh. After the Bell we've ever had. I'm happy you're here because typically I'm the one that lets him down. So that's actually okay, how I well, feel pretty I'll good about Okay, well, I'll relieve you myself. of those duties. You whiffed, on the, you whiffed on the lob, the high, right down the middle, softball, and you whiffed. Are you surprised? I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm excited. Thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. This is a little different because usually on ATB, we have our guests call in, Zoom in, FaceTime in. You're here in the flesh because, the flesh. well, let's be perfectly honest, we share a basement. We do. And we're both wearing satin pajamas. Vic. I am not. Vic. What the heck, Vic? I don't know. I have on Lululemon, I guess. I made the declaration two weeks ago that the only way to live was in satin pajamas. Last week, I followed through. This week, Vic, you have had ample time to obtain. I've even Mm. asked you. I've sent you links if you want satin pajamas. And here you are. You're letting me down. You actually sent me a text message saying that you were having an internal conversation with yourself if you wanted to send me a bathroom selfie. Of you wearing your satin pajamas. That is, a, that is true. What I did. is when, happening? When yes. you were on the road uh, and I was very, very, <laughs> I was lonely. Clearly. I was very excited to show Vic my new satin pajamas that I'm wearing right now with these little tiger print check marks. And I, I felt like it was. Oh, these are tiger print. I'm yeah. dying over your whole look right now. Satin pajamas, a mustache. mustache. You look like straight out of the 80s right now. I am trying to reinvent the sleaze. I I am really (laughs) leaning into this. I feel like the the pencil thin mustache. This was actually a recommendation by the most beautiful woman in all of WWE. 
the mustache because I think it takes a certain kind of confidence to be able to pull off a mustache. You have the great bone structure. You have a handsome face. So I think it it takes a certain kind of person to pull off a mustache. And I think you're doing it well. You know he's going to make you – he's going to say this all the time now about his mustache because you keep filling his head with all this hot air and it keeps growing and growing and growing. By the way, Mackenzie got sand pajamas. Okay, so, so how did you, how did you get left memo. out of the party? I mean, you willfully left yourself out of the satin pajama party. That's on you. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know. I think I that's your thing. You. I just like wearing my sweatpants and well, listen, shorts. I, I want I want <laughs> the ability, we've talked about this before, the end game, the ultimate result is for me to be able to wear satin pajamas on Monday Night Raw. That's the goal long term, but I'm really, really, really trying to make this happen. I would typically bet you about that, but look, I've learned my lesson Mella because I bet him one time to get in digital digital get down during a replay and he nailed Wait, just it. just for clarification purposes for those listening who may not be familiar with what in fact digital digital get down everybody is. listening is familiar with that if you are listening and you're a 37 38 40 year old man that has never listened or knows a song about NSYNC you're lying to yourself everyone knows NSYNC I didn't say nobody knew in sync. I said not everyone knows digital digital. Oh, get they down. know digital digital get digital, down. There's not one bad in sync song. Uh, well, we can agree to disagree on I that. I will say I'm not surprised, though. He can get anything in on commentary. Like, if you give him the most ridiculous phrase, he'll find a way to make it work. And Here's I one. Think it's in my never ending <laughs> attempt to be comedic or entertain myself or be ridiculous, this past Monday night on Raw, Drew McIntyre, Big E, as a tag team, and they did the trademark New Day unicorn stampede in the corner where they keep tagging in and out to the rotating door. I think this is such an easy, easy softball. <clears throat> and I don't play sports. I said, I, said I, I imagine they don't, I don't have play unicorns. Sports games. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine they don't have unicorns in Scotland because that's not that ridiculous of a thought. You would think, okay, unicorns are not real animals. They don't really exist. Get this, Vic. Did you know that the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland? I wouldn't have thought that. I never in a million, in a years. billion years would have thought that. But, you know, Twitter coming to the, the aid of, uh, you know, commentary at every given opportunity. They, they rightfully corrected me and I actually looked it up. And in fact, the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland. I would have thought it would have been a dragon or something. A that sheep? Uh, not a unicorn. A fictional animal. Yeah, you can't. Uh, it'd be like saying, oh, uh, you know, yeah, the, the new. What's another fake animal? I don't know. I don't know. There's not that. <laughs> Loch Ness Monster. Mantar. <laughs> yeah, the Loch Ness Monster. Mantar, yeah. Sense. Man yeah. Can Mantar, Mantar be the new national animal of, uh, of the United States? Uh, no. You're my little I, Mantar. Uh, speaking oh, of little. right. Let's listen, get back on track. <laughs> Yeah, before it gets off the rails, I do want to bring to attention something that you've been a very busy girl this week. Oh, God, yes. You have been extremely busy. You occupy your time rather productively, comparatively speaking to me, where I choose to sit on the couch and rot. You, uh, mm. you know, make things happen. The first of which, this past Monday, you dropped on the world like a brand new Taylor Swift album. One of Good your reference. impression videos. Oh, yes. I was wondering where you were going with that. I was a little worried. I'm like, what have I done this week? Yes, I did. I brought it back and I decided to be The Rock. And I think I nailed it. What's inspired you to do this? This is something you started doing last year, yeah. mid-pandemic. 
out of boredom, and we all of a sudden receive a box with bald caps and various wigs. We didn't all of a sudden receive a box. I ordered all of these things. I'm saying to me. I I, ordered wigs and bald caps and mustaches and goatees. And I mean, I could probably rock a mustache right now. You can't spring stuff on Corey. You know this. You can't just have boxes show up at the house. He will just randomly think somebody is sending him packages, and then he will get angry that somebody sent him gifts because now someone knows his address, and then he becomes very mad that he got free stuff. I don't know if that's, that's true. Exactly the amount of boxes accurate. that arrive on no? our okay. um, doorstep daily because I'm a shopaholic. The, the reason I brought this one up is uh, it, it was your first attempt, I believe, of doing an impression of none other than the most electrifying man in entertainment, The Rock. And uh, is it safe to say that somebody might have taken notice? Yeah, The Rock messaged me on Instagram. I talk all the time about my greatest fear in life being <laughs> some big-time celebrity, some... <laughs> multi-millionaire athlete sliding into Mella's DMs. Who does it this time? The freaking rock. I can't compete mm. with that. I mean, Not even listen. with that mustache. <laughs> he was very complimentary. I couldn't even believe it. I was like, my mind was blown. He was like, oh my God, that was so funny. I'm like, what is happening right now? He was like giving me tips. He's like, you know, the cadence on that is not easy. And he starts like cutting a promo. I'm like, what is happening? I was just like, my mind was blown. I don't fangirl that much over really, I mean, the amount of people that we need in this business, it's like, oh yeah, just another day. But for The Rock to recognize, I'm like, what is happening right now? And that's one I just, I just go, okay, I'm just going to take this L. My favorite part of the whole post was the fact that she let everybody know how ratchet the cap was because it was yes, popping it was. off at the side. I was like, hey, that's... I couldn't fit my hair into me. it. I have tons of hair extensions in, so I couldn't fit it in the bald cap. I, if you look at the video, I have the sides taped down with masking tape. So it, it's so, so, so ratchet. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And I think I pulled it off. I also want to bring up something else that you did on Instagram because I think it speaks volumes to women all over the world. And it was the no makeup selfie that you posted. Corey and I talk about all the time. Negativity is just on Twitter. It's on social media all over the world. But you went out of your way. Look, and and hats off. I've traveled with both of you guys. I've been at the airport at six o'clock in the morning. I've seen the hat and the sunglasses and the sweats. There's no lie in what you posted. But I just want to say kudos to you for helping spread a positive message to all those other women out there. I think it, I appreciate that, Vic. Thank you. I just think it's so important because, you know, right now my whole thing is I'm the most beautiful woman in all of WWE. Well, you know what? Sometimes I don't feel that freaking beautiful. And especially with social media and the negativity of the trolls, it's honestly exhausting. And like I said in that post, it's on an all-time high. You know, the hate is just so hard to deal with sometimes. And I just felt like if I'm dealing with this, I know there's someone else out there dealing with this, other women dealing with the pressures of trying to keep up with social media and try to look a certain way, Photoshop their photos a certain way. And it's like, no, let's let's be real for a second. And I think I kind of got lost for a little bit in this character and just kind of like really going above and beyond talking about how beautiful I am. But it's like, okay, no, let's cut the bull crap and be like, no, this is who I really am in everyday life. I don't, you see me in the morning, you see me, like, I'm in sweats all the time. Rarely am I like dressed up um, other than if I'm at work. So I think it's important to really um, show that to young women. And now here you are in satin pajamas for the world to see. 
Living up to the moniker, by the way, most beautiful woman <laughs> in all of WWE, even in satin pajamas. Uh, listen, I, I think I probably owe you a, a level of uh, an apology for all of the extra Twitter anger that you endure because of me. It's what true. a weird world we live in where somebody gets mad at something I say on television, which happens literally every week. But instead of just going, hey, Graves, you suck. You should be fired. Everyone hates you. They tag her and it's yeah. like, what, what are you going to do? You're going to like scold me? Right. It's on, it is exhausting and people have to realize like, and I get a lot of hate because, oh, Carmella's only on TV this week because she's dating Corey Graves. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have polling create? Like what? Like you have no control <laughs> over what happens in my career. As, as much as the internet so has so created funny. this narrative that I have any sort of stroke in right. the company. I'm like, just yeah, a dude. I'm booked this week because I'm on TV this week because I'm dating Corey. Thanks, Corey. Thanks, babe. Like, no. Well, to that point, I am personally very, very excited that you will be joining the Monday Night Raw roster. And this was a discussion you and I had when I got moved to Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania, the importance of your environment and your locker room and how much the SmackDown women's locker room meant to you and how tight, tightly knit yes. that whole community is. Talk to them about it because people don't get to know that and, and understand how important that can be for a superstar in their, their life. I mean, the, this is our family. We spend more time on the road than we do at home. So the girls that you're surrounded with in your locker room, they become your family. And uh, the Smack, I've been on SmackDown since the inception of the draft back in 2016. So this is all I've known. And I take pride in knowing that SmackDown has always had a very positive locker room, a great camaraderie. And that I take a lot of pride in because I've only ever been on SmackDown. So that is like my locker room. That's like the girls there. I love the girls. And um, I'm just... I'm, I'm excited for Raw because I do feel like um, our locker room on Raw is going to be great too. But I think people um, forget, like, for example, we're talking about Twitter trolls and the internet and the negativity of social media. You know, Bianca did an interview, I think I told you about it a few weeks ago, where she said that Carmella and I are the glue that's held SmackDown together over the last year. And of course, there's sort oh, Carmella, what does she have to do with anything? All she does is lose and she sucks and this and that. It's like people forget that there's so much more that goes on behind the scenes than what you just see on TV, right? So I think I take pride in that, knowing that I'm the glue that, you know, Bianca can go out there and say that for the champion, the girl who's been our girl for like however long, says that about me. I'm like, thank you. Like that means so much to me. And I think, um, you know, just being a part of this environment and this locker room has just been so special to me. I guess I never realized you've been on SmackDown since day one. Yeah. I, that never crossed my mind until just now that that's all you've ever known. And, and, and it's funny because now taking a step back, thinking about that, everything that you've accomplished and seeing you as a character and also knowing you as a person, you were asked to, hey, go out with our truth and do dance breaks. I remember saying to you on live events, man, this is the best gig in the business right now, isn't it? <laughs> you, know, you know, you did, you were entertaining, but you also been a SmackDown Women's Champion, but you've also competed in one ladder matches. You know, it's the, it's all the different things you can do that you have done that is a credit to you as a performer. And this is just me speaking from the heart that I don't think you could make the argument, Graves. You're sitting with perhaps maybe the most underappreciated woman in the division in terms I mean, of a fan. I, I, would, I would agree with that. I know you're going to be biased, so I'm trying to say it because <laughs> it's coming from me, not coming from you. I'm being serious when I say this. You know, we don't BS on this podcast. And thinking about you've never been off SmackDown to me is mind-blowing. It's absolutely mind-blowing to me that I never correlated that. Oh, well, I try to always take whatever it is they give me and turn it into something. 
I won money in the bank through a guy, right? And so that was a big controversy. And then I'm paired with James Ellsworth for however long, and I make that work. And then I'm one of the most hated people in the business when I was champion. People hated me, hated me, hated me. And then three weeks later, they pair me with R-Truth and I'm one of the most loved people. Like to me, I'm like, okay, you want me to do that? I'll do that. Oh, and then after that, you want me to get a new character. And then you want me to have a sommelier. And then you want me to wear a mask. You want me to be like, whatever it is that I'm given, I take pride in being like, I'm going to make this work. There's no way I'm not going to make it work. And that's what I've done my entire career. And I am very proud of that. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. We know how much your time on SmackDown has meant to you, but it is very possible that tonight could be your final match on Friday Night SmackDown as the Queen's Crown Tournament continues, you versus Zelina Vega. How cool is it for you to be part of this tournament? I think this is amazing for the women, you know, to have the Queen's Crown Tournament. It's been a long time coming, and I'm super proud just to be involved. Would I like to win? Of course, who doesn't want to be the first woman to win something like this? But just to be involved in this, um, you know, it's it's really exciting, and I'm so proud of the women. I, for one, am really, really hoping that you are successful in your matchup with Zelina Vega tonight, because that means you get to join me on that trip to the other side of the world for what WWE is buzzing about right now, a week from yesterday, this coming Thursday, Crown Jewel streaming live, WWE Network on Peacock. This show is stacked already. We're going to have the finals of the Queen's Crown Tournament, the finals of the King of the Ring Tournament. And just looking up and down, Vic, I mean, this, this is a WrestleMania caliber card. It is. When it comes to the Crown Jewel, I haven't been this excited for a Crown Jewel event since the reunion of DX. I mean, Edge, Seth Rollins, Hell in a Cell. Roman Brock. You mentioned the Queen's Crown, the King of the Ring, Bobby Lashley, Goldberg. I'm excited uh, personally for Mansoor versus Ali because I think these two are going to be given a platform to steal the show and tear the house down. I have a lot of respect for Ali from my time with him on 205 Live and Mansoor going back to Saudi Arabia. Story tells itself. So this is an event that I'm very much looking forward to. And as you mentioned, WrestleMania caliber, 100%. I personally, I mean, obviously I hope to be competing for the Queen's Crown Tournament. However, I personally am excited for Becky, Bianca, and Sasha. I think those girls want to talk about stealing the show. They're going to steal the show. I like that. Talk about, about you You were sort of a linchpin in this storyline, uh, pun not intended, but at SummerSlam, you, you get inserted last minute. <laughs> talk about that. Let's talk yeah. about the madness that was SummerSlam. 
It was crazy. And you know, I watch them doing packages now and they just try to like write me out of this history. First of all, I was part of this huge moment at SummerSlam. And had my music not hit initially, then I don't think Becky would have gotten the reaction she did. And I'm going to say that. I, I know that's that, fair. I know that that's pretty cocky to say, but if Becky's music hit first, she, would she have gotten a great reaction? Of course, she's Becky Lynch. Of course she would have. However, when my music hit- People were pissed. They were so <laughs> mad. And I'm walking down that aisle, taking my sweet time. And I'm like, just relishing in this moment. So then when Becky's music hits, it made it that much bigger. Yeah. And I'm proud of that moment. Isn't, isn't it ironic we talk about Twitter because at that moment I was in Orlando getting ready for uh, TakeOver. Oh, we wanted Becky. We're so mad. Then Becky comes out. Yeah. And then Becky wins. Oh, we hate Becky. It was like, what a roller coaster <laughs> right. of emotions it's on social media. That's Twitter for you. That's Twitter. We want Becky. We want Becky. Now we have her. Oh, we didn't want her like that. Well, sorry, you can't have your cake and eat it too, but that is wrestling Twitter. But um, I, I'm really excited for that match. I mean, those girls are going to tear it down and- I kind of want to see Bianca walk out as champion. I'm a fan. I think I think Bianca was doing a great job as champion. And I think, and look, she, she beat Sasha Banks to become SmackDown Women's Champion at WrestleMania. If she beats Becky Lynch to become SmackDown Women's Champion at, at Crown Jewel, that's two of the best of the best. And, but, and that really solidifies Bianca as a, as a main event player. And Not I, that she isn't already. I like this for Bianca though too, right? Because you can only be on top for so long. You have to have something to fight for. And she, I think it maybe kind of lit a flame under her and reminded her she needs to step her game up. You know, she was champ. She was running through everyone left and right. I mean, she ran through me. I can't even count how many times. But she needed something to kind of get her back to where she needed to be. And I think that's what this is doing for her. There's something we've been talking about on NXT 2.0 and you kind of hit hit the nail with Bianca's fresh faces, you know, something to fight for. Someone who has been around that you've tangled with is Liv Morgan. You know, that's someone that the social media world loves every single week. Can, can you talk about Liv a little bit here? Yeah, I mean, Liv is a firecracker. She is so incredibly talented and I'm, you know, what I... A match that I'm really, really, really proud of is our match at Extreme Rules. We had some time, and that's something that has been a bit of like a root of frustration lately, I think, on SmackDown because SmackDown is a two-hour show. So we don't get a lot of time to show what we can do. So we finally had this pay-per-view match, and we had, I think, 10 minutes, and we killed it. We had a great match, and she won, and I was so happy for her. And I think, um, you know, it's her time. And she's just been kind of deprived this whole time. You know, she was thrown into this tag team uh, when she first debuted, you know, with these girls she didn't even really know. She made that work. And, you know, she's lost her tag team partners. Now she's trying to reinvent herself. And the fans are so behind her. They want this for her so bad. And all I want for her is to succeed. That's just, all I want. Just not at your expense. Not obviously. at my expense, of course. <laughs> and I just beat her. Speaking of not at your expense, uh, we have to ask... We have to acknowledge the most drastic change in the presentation of the most beautiful woman <laughs> in all of WWE, the mask. Let's talk about the mask. The reason for it makes total sense to me. I mean, who wouldn't want to protect this, right. this investment? <sighs> I personally am a big fan of the mask because I realize that, you know, hopefully when you get out of the ring, you're going to look the same as when you rolled in. Babe, wow. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? That is awful. And she you wonder why Twitter, like, people hate you. Right Are you kidding? <laughs> 
That was uh, that was awful. That's saying in the show, by the way. No one cut that one out. I, I want that one to live you would on. Say that. See, now you wonder why I have like issues with social media, <laughs> and my boyfriend's over here. Like, you better look like that when you wake up in the morning. I'm just gonna sit <laughs> back and enjoy this. With you. Got my iced coffee here. You guys have fun for a little bit. I'm that gonna sit back is, and God watch the match. Dang it! Foot I might whoop your ass before she gets to tonight's show and before she gets to Crown Jewel. You can't, you can't give me a microphone without me putting my <laughs> foot in my mouth. I mean, that's just what happens. How dare I, you? <laughs> I'm grateful you wear the mask because, God, if you look like crap when you come home, I'm oh, oh, you're sleeping on the couch. For protective purposes. <laughs> the same reason I was a fan of Seamus's face mask. You got to protect what you're working with. Oh, that's my, all. Well, he had a broken nose. And when you are trying to prevent one. Right. And that's right, what I'm right. trying to do. I've already gotten myself into enough trouble. Talk about the, the process of having this mask made. Because I was there. I was privy to it. I witnessed it. It was one of the most entertaining things I've ever seen. It was the worst thing I've ever done. I never <laughs> want to do that again. It was the most uncomfortable situation. I had to sit in this chair with trash bags taped all over me and had put like this goo all over my face. And the only thing preventing me from suffocating were two tiny baby little holes in my nostrils. And they had to put like- This is like plaster. Now this is full yeah, blown- goo. First, first yeah. of all, there's all this goo, right? The, and yeah. then after the goo, they Can put we stop plaster. saying the word goo, please? Goo! Just <laughs> one of those words. It just makes me cringe. Like moist. Uh, oh, moist goo. Not, that's even worse. Oh no, you can't really put them together. Goo. Ew. Okay, but then we had to put plaster. This is a over terrible idea. You guys are ganging up on me. Well, I mean, you yeah, well, deserve again, it. Again, let's go comment. back to how this began. Hey, babe. I, you know, I'm glad you wore it because I didn't want you to break your face. Because if you don't get out the same way you went in, ugh, like that. What, what, I didn't yeah. say that. Yes, you I did. Know. Verbatim. You that's what you said. Mackenzie would have heard that. I said that she would have marched into this studio. She would have beat my ass, and then she would have walked out smiling. Well, See? I'm tougher See than you. See how nice are. I am. Oh, God, I hope. I hope she puts a stiletto in the side of your head today for being. So I'm into that. Yeah, me too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to the gooey, oh moisty goo. Oh my God, the moist goo. Um, basically, it was. I had to sit there for 45 minutes and it was, I mean, you saw, I had such I anxiety. Watched. I had anxiety. It was awful. But they said, you know, like even Triple H couldn't even do it. They said he had to rip it off when he had to get fitted for something. They said it was just like, it's yeah, not the, many the people can the, go through the, it. The mask maker is the same guy, Jason Baker, who's created so many classic pieces in WWE. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's made Triple H's entrance mask with the skulls and things like that. And he was telling us the story that, yeah, that, that was even overwhelming for the game himself. Uh, but what a pro I enjoyed it. I sat yeah, there in I'm the sure studio playing <laughs> old school Mortal Kombat. We have Kombat. photos of him being like behind me as I'm like, <laughs> can't even breathe. <laughs> How tight is, so the mask is when they say form fitting, it's in every crevice. They made an actual mold like of her face. Yes. Like, like if you walk into the studio right now, there is Carmella's face and it's bald, but it's an actual she like mannequin cute. head, but it's her. It's Are you going to get it? Oh, I should get it. Maybe yeah. we should. We can and then when this. she's on the, yeah, you guys should put it in the house somewhere, like paint it up and stuff like that. I think and we should you get a should bunch go of get them. one too. It could, it could be like the Hall of Faces in Game yeah. of Thrones. <laughs> That'd <laughs> yeah. be awesome. That'd be yeah. really cool. I love that. That's some that material. could be the entry into the basement down the steps, all the different faces just looking at you as you walk down with like strobe lights going before you get I to the bottom. That. You can get your own little Halloween thing. I, I think we're on to something. Never mind I like Halloween. That. Let's just do it full blown 365 all year round. I love it. I think that's a great idea. Then Ooh, I want to get a creepy. mold of my hand flipping you off. Wow. For all of the crappy things you say to me. Oh, I now say you're taking it too far here. Now <laughs> you just sucked over a I have to be the voice of reason. I had to do it plenty of times in the car as well, in the front, turning around going, hey, you don't cross that line. You put your hands back over there. Guys, sit, calm down.
That was when you got us a charcuterie board and uh, flowers. I'm a oh, damn good wheel, so man. I'm going to tell you right now. So I'm glad it. she brought it up. Uh, yeah, I, I am too, because we talk about Vic's skills as the wheel man. Yes. Ad nauseum on the show. Uh, but you also have experienced the greatness that can be provided when- That Vic was Joseph a backhanded was- compliment, by the way. What? He's a great wheel man. We talk about it at nauseum, by the way. But hey, he's <laughs> a hell of a wheel no, man. I mean, we we talk about it every week on this show. That's kind of like your your mo is your you're the wheel man. So I got I don't got satin pajamas. I don't got a mustache. All I got is the stories. But you're a hell of an, a driver. You are. Well, not only that, guys. I just see love, and I just want to be a part of it. Oh, stop! And you it. guys love each other. Wait a minute, stop it! I got I got two dozen roses. Let's not forget, and literally pulled the petals off of the flowers yes. and spread them over the back seat. I have photos. What's love got to do with it? I have photos of it. It's just a secondhand emotion. I was very emotion. impressed. Whoa, That's right. And then I had Twizzlers. Oh, no. Yes. Oh. oh, no. This is how we originally bonded, by the way. Not over Whitney Hughes, no. Tina Turner. Tina. It was over 2002 by Anne Marie. <laughs> we played last night. Remember that? Played what? Last night on my playlist. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> We yeah. would walk up and down makeup and we would just start singing it and looking at each other and go, yeah, okay. And then we just kept doing pop songs as we yep. go by each other. That's how we originally bonded during your well, early I remember the first time I ever met you was at a WrestleMania um, in Orlando. Oh, we're going to get to that here in a second. I'm glad you brought it up. Do you remember at WrestleMania in Orlando, you mm-hmm. were like in an elevator and I like, I didn't even know who you were. You had just started, I guess. Yep. And I had met you in the elevator and we were chatting, whatever. And like, you told me about that like a year later. Like, yeah, you were so nice to me. Like, You're I just remember individual. that. I'm and so sweet. Oh, there we God. go. Boom. But so I'm glad you brought up Carly Rae Jepsen because she has a new song that just came out. I listen to it oh. all the time on Spotify. Uh, cheap plug for Carly Rae. But one of the best things I ever taught Corey was when we were one of my my moments I smile was when we were walking through the Manchester airport and we're walking through when you once you get through security you go through like that store before you come out into the, yeah, where the yeah, restaurants yeah, yeah. are and the song's playing and he hits me and goes you know why I hate you I can I know that's Carly Rae Jepsen right now playing because when I drive <laughs> I play Carly Rae Jepsen most of the time what you play great, all the best music thank you thank you like all the music that I love Yes. Not like this, like old school, like, oh, punk rock. I used to work at a record store. Eh. I used like, to that's do the tattoos. Stuff you yeah, yeah, see, this, is what you, this is what the world doesn't get to see. The world gets yeah. to see me talk smack and, be in, and insult everyone walking. They don't realize that I am teased every day of my <laughs> life because I used to work in a record store. She's, she has an impression of me that she does. And it's nowhere near as good as the one or time consuming as The Rock. She just goes, I work in a record store. Bah. Well, because he would, he says like, oh, Blink-182. I hate Blink-182. When I worked at a record store, everyone came in and asked for Blink-182. I'm like, well, no, you worked at a record store. Of course Beep. they're going to ask you for the for the Blink-182. Hey, where's the new Nickelback? Nickelback sucks. Like, hey, like come on. Man. You don't want that album. <laughs> well, speaking of artistry, I do want to ask this to get us back on track before the wheels fall off the wagon here. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, 
all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. It would go back to the mask. Did you have a, a hand in choosing the design or did your better half kind of choose it for you? The mask, I just wanted it to be my whole face to make sure everything was protected. But of course, I had to have some glitter put in there. And mm-hmm. the one I'm debuting tonight oh, is going girl. to have even more rhinestones. I mean, I don't like to do anything like half. How do you say half? Half ass. Half that. But can I say that? <laughs> I just did. Well, you okay. said five minutes ago. So okay. I. <laughs> well, I don't like to do anything half ass. If I'm going to do something. I'm going all the way. She's so if using I'm having her a whole mask, ass. I'm going to oh, use my okay, whole true. booty and I'm going to put glitter. <laughs> In the mask. It's going to be extra over the top. And I know how ridiculous it is. I know how ridiculous it is. But it works. And people are hating me. So I'm doing my job. And you still right. look the same after the match that you did Thank when you God, started. God, otherwise I would be single. <laughs> That's a suck. <laughs> oh, my God. Open the mouth. Usually, usually Corey's the one that says, what the hell did I walk myself into? Now I'm sitting here on the other side of it for once. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, too. This is- you're welcome. This is this is the reality. I love it. I miss it. I actually do miss being around you guys. Oh. I miss the travel with you guys. Well, if you would just buck up and buy some satin pajamas, we'd invite you over and you could, you know, socialize. But that's the rule here at the at the new place. If you don't have satin pajamas, you're not welcome. You can't sit with us. I put a Browns logo on it, I get some satin pajamas. <laughs> if that's what it takes, I would allow that. I would allow you okay. to wear Browns colors in my home, despite being a Steelers fan, because now I am not, it's not just full-blown Steelers in my house. I have to split the household. With what? We are not all Steelers fans in this house. Oh, the Patriots. I forgot completely about all that. How's that yeah. work in the season? You know what? It's okay. It's like recovery. I, I just don't even count these next few years. We had so many championships for so long that right now it's okay to take a little break. Yeah, you've been on top for so long. Just, you know, take a little breather. We have to give someone else a chance. I mean, I celebrate six wins, let alone Super Bowl. I mean, hey, that's fine. I'm just going to go cry in the corner now. Your tears will sustain us. There are sustenance. Sustenance, not substance. Last night, Carmela learned what the term sustenance means. And she has used it in every sentence since. Put it into her vocabulary. I love it. I'm not that dumb. I'm a pretty bright girl, but sometimes I say dumb things. I really do, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with it, too. You can't do anything wrong. You're the best. You're the best person in that house. Wow. Wow. Love that for me. I'm going to send Beth Phoenix and Wade Barrett really nice text messages right now and let them know that they're the best people on NXT 2.0, at least at the commentary desk. (laughs) But I want to talk about NXT 2.0 because, Vic, as you know, it's become one of my favorite things in the WWE universe. Believe it or not, it has become one of Carmella's favorite parts of the week uh, to the point where she's rearranged plans. She's like, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to watch NXT. It's gotten kind of out of hand, to be honest. I love Tuesday nights. It's my favorite thing to do. I just feel like this new revamp of NXT, like I, not that I didn't like watching it before because, you know, we're so in in this job, in this world, right? So sometimes you need to get away from it. But I'm just so obsessed with NXT 2.0 that I look forward to watching it every single week. Well, with that, I, I kind of want to get back to you and NXT because you're technically an OG if you think about it when it comes to the brand. But I have to ask you about Andre Chase and the infaction that Corey has with one of the newest aspiring superstars in NXT. 
That's the guy with the sweater, right? That's right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bad with names. Um, we were watching it, what, two, three weeks ago? Two weeks ago. And in bed. Because that's what we do now. We just watch NXT in bed. We're like All old right. people in our satin PJs. And we were watching. And when he came out of the ring and he yelled, who was he up against? I can't remember. I don't even I forget who, who he was wrestling. Boa. He was against Big Boa. Boa. Yes. 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 And he yelled at him and Corey nearly rolled out of bed laughing hysterically. I had to rewind it to record it so I could just send it to him on a daily basis to make him laugh. It's It was hilarious. It, the it, reaction. Is, it is taken, it's, she uses it to the same effect that you do with the Chevy Chase sandwich Chevy gift. Chase, yeah. When, when you, she just knows it's going to make me giggle or kick me out of whatever bad mood or funk I'm in, now I get Andre Chase calling Boa an SOB, which I don't know why I got oh me so hard. Oh my God, so good. Just the way you like slapped the ring and the way you looked at him. <laughs> so good. Well, who else this has been standing out to you on NXT 2.0? Um, well, obviously, Toxic Attraction. I think it's really cool. I'm really happy for Mandy. I think it's great to get this sort of fresh coat of paint. And, you know, it's an opportunity for her to show what she can do. And I think sometimes we get lost in the shuffle um, when we're on Raw and SmackDown because it's kind of, you know, whatever the storyline is. And if you're not in the story, you're just waiting for an opportunity. And sometimes the opportunity doesn't come. So for her to have this opportunity in NXT, I think it's amazing. And she's showing this whole other side of her, especially with the two girls she's with. I think it's just, it's different and it's fresh and I, I'm excited to see where it goes. Well, Mandy had said something semi-recently. I don't remember if it was in an interview or on social media, but about wanting to be respected for what she does in the ring and not just a pretty face. Good luck because when you're pretty, that doesn't happen. <laughs> wow. wow. I wasn't ex true. expecting guns a-blazing. Yeah, so talk to me about that. All that, right. Well, obviously we struck a nerve. Uh, clearly. Yes, because it fires <laughs> yeah. me up. It really does. I get so upset with those when I hear something like that because because she's pretty and she's a babe and she has a great body, then she can't be good in the ring. She just can't. This is something that you've dealt with in, in your past. Yeah. When I got signed in NXT, I remember Bill DeMott was like, you know, you're going to have to work twice as hard as everyone else because you're pretty. And I'm like, what? I just remember being like, that is crazy. Because, you know, you see all these girls from the past that were like gorgeous and like models and all of that. So I just was like, that's kind of crazy to hear from a coach. Like, you're going to have to work twice as hard because people aren't going to respect you because of how you look. And it just blew my mind. I remember thinking, okay, noted and challenge accepted. And that's what I did. I mean, I was the last draft pick when I came to SmackDown and I just busted my butt and I've made history left and right. I've done some amazing things in this business and I'm not sorry for that. I'm not apologizing for that. I'm proud of myself for that. But no matter what, I'm never going to get the respect I deserve because of the way I look. And that's just how it is. If I didn't look like this and I have the same matches and I've had the same career and I've done people, oh my God, Carmella is amazing. We love her because I look how I do. I'm not going to get the respect You're I deserve. You're basically the Tom Brady of WWE. Exactly. I tweet that all the time. People get mad at me. But really <laughs> you, you, were, you were the, the, the last overall pick, went on to massive success. And, uh, you're not, you know, not too hard on the eyes. And I'm dating Giselle, so it's I like am Giselle. <laughs> I, I am fully Yeah, with that mustache, brother, you certainly are. I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, I do want to, it goes back to what I said earlier, underappreciated. Um, I, I don't want to cross a, a line here, but uh, Becky, Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, they will always get the headlines for whatever always. reason, right, wrong, or indifferent. And always. it's that tier that's underneath them, such as yourself, that maybe get forgotten, but yet you have forged this great career. So my question to you is now that I'm really into NXT 2.0 and I see these men and women every single day, what's the message from Carmella to that next generation of WWE superstar? 
I think it's all about your character. You know, I've said that since day one. You have to connect with the audience. You have to make them feel a certain way, whether they love you or they hate you. Get them to feel a certain type of way. Anyone can go in there and do moves. Anyone. It doesn't matter if you're great at the moves or okay at the moves or you get by at the moves. Anyone can go do the moves. But it's about making um, the audience feel a certain type of way. And that's what it's all about. Vic has that baffled look on his face right now because this is what Vic says every single week. Really? What? (laughs) <laughs> it's funny because, look, I've never stepped foot in the ring. Um, the first time, we talked about the first time you and I met. first time I met Corey, I asked him for advice. He gave me advice, and then he told me later on after the first time we drove together, yeah, I just thought you were just like some dude. I was like, yeah, cool. I mean, yeah, he's great and everything, <laughs> but, you know, whatever. And and so, but I've learned when you come from the independence, quote, unquote, and you're in Chicago, what, Graves, how many times did you work Chicago? A year. Once or twice? A handful, yeah, sure. So people are going to want to see you once or twice because, oh, he does this great clothesline or this great moonsault. You're in Chicago every Monday or every Tuesday or every Friday. What are you going to do differently to connect with the audience to make them give a damn about you? Everyone needs to be relatable. And that is, I say it every week. Talk about nauseam. I preach it every week. And now I'm going to get off my high horse. I'm going to sit back down and relax. Woosah. You're like nine feet tall. Are you ever not on a high horse? (laughs) I'm not nine feet tall. I'm six foot four. Thank you very much. And in skinny jeans, I look six, six. (laughs) Wow. My mom made fun of my skinny jeans the other day, by the way. Oh, I would too. Yeah, she really ripped my ass for wearing skinny jeans. What are you wearing? What are those? Skinny jeans? You're skinny enough. What the heck are you doing? (laughs) Thanks, Barb. Appreciate it. (laughs) Oh my God. That's great. Who else? So the, the, obviously a lot of a lot has changed in WWE over the past several weeks. We had the draft, new faces. Who is Carmella excited to mix it up with now on Monday Night Raw? And who else are you excited to watch in this new opportunity? I'm really excited to be on Raw because I feel like there's an opportunity for a lot of fresh matchups. I've never wrestled Dewdrop. I never wrestled Rhea. Um, I would love to kick Rhea's butt. And I'm obsessed with Rhea. Like, as a fan, I just love her. I just think she's so different. She just like owns who she is. She's 25. When I was 25, I didn't know what the hell I was doing with my life. I just got signed with NXT. I'm like, who am I? What am I doing? I don't know what my character should be. She knows who she is and she leans into that. And I just like, I'm obsessed with her. I have a girl crush on her. I think she's just like, beautiful. She's great in the ring. She's just different. And I think, you know, every time she comes out, she gets a great react. Like the fans love her, you know? And I just, um, I would love to get in the ring with her. You bring up Rhea. Does it baffle you sometimes when you think about people's age, Rhea? You just mentioned Cora Jade at NXT right now is only 20 years old. (laughs) Do you, do you, you having gone through that process, sit back and go, Damn, she was 19 when she got signed. Uh, Aaliyah, another one who was signed at a very young age that, you know, you had a time to come up with. Does it baffle you sometimes when you think of 20 years old? It blows my mind because I feel like if I had got signed at 19 or 20, I would not be in the position I'm in. I would be just look, I looked at the world differently when I was that age. I'm grateful that I got signed at 24 because I kind of, even though I was still a mess, I had kind of figured some things out. But I feel like for these girls, I mean, I give them so much credit and so much kudos to like know who they are and just like try new things and just be like Leah. So happy for her. She's finally in the, I mean, I used, I was training with her in NXT, you know, and I've been on SmackDown down for over five years now and she's just now getting in the mix and um, I'm really excited for her. Well, I'm excited for all the new matchups for you. I love your journey. I love both you guys. But before we let you go, typically Corey's the one that steers this ship and asks the uh, tough questions. I want to get from you the five most embarrassing things 
that you've learned about the gentleman sitting to your right. This we can't Most do not on my show. No, no, no. Yes, no, no. we Listen. can. You Ooh. quiet. Just did you just shush me on my show? I'm being did ganged up on that? again. I made yeah, one stupid remark when, mm, and I'm paying for it happens. all week. Help Maybe even next week, because I think Carmelo should come I'll back. I'll help you. I'll help you. What are some this. embarrassing things? They don't exist. That's not true. There's a lot of things oh, that are embarrassing. Um, help me think right now. Put on the spot. I, I'm surprised you didn't hit me with the first one. What? What? You always have to be right. Oh, yeah. Well, that's true. And my favorite thing about this relationship is when I prove him to be wrong. My favorite thing is like when when we have our podcast, Bear With Us, relationship podcast, I talk things like a, a fight we might have because he always has to be right. And then we talk about the fight and then the listeners are like, oh yeah, Carmela's right. And it's like, I told you that you're not always right. So I'm grateful sometimes. But the fans never think I'm right, even when I am. But you're not always right. It's just, it's it's really embarrassing, babe, that you always have to write. have some humility. Mm. So that was one. There's one embarrassing thing about Corey Graves. Not uh, five. The second thing is that he used to work at a record store and he doesn't let you forget it. Like basically when he meets people, he's like, hi, I'm Corey. Also, I used to work at a record store. You hear that? that was, there, our cats just got upset upstairs <laughs> and tried to jump through the wall because you're insulting their father. <laughs> um, what else? Nickelback's down aisle 16. <sighs> okay, <sighs> now the whole world's in on it. I'm going to have people sticking their tongue out and throwing devil horns and going, Bleh. Every time they see me walking through the airport, hey, Grace. You guys, can you please oh. do that to him? Please. This coming from the person who said, put v die, Vic, die signs in the crowd, which happened, by the way. Thank you very <laughs> much. It happened. So, yeah, listen. Yeah, now, the, now I'm going to walk out on, on Monday and everyone in Sacramento is just going to make this disgusting hairball noise. <laughs> That might be interesting if you get like 10,000 people doing yeah. it at once. Please, can we do that? Like, can move we just over, have hit, row. Everyone's going to go, bleh. <laughs> it's, it's become like one of those Budweiser commercials with the Bud Light. There's got to be more. Uh, maybe the Keep other going, embarrassing girl. thing is that he's tongue-tied. He talks for a living, yet he's tongue-tied. Can we say that? That's a fun fact. It's literally, not embarrassing. Literally tongue-tied. But his tongue is tied. <laughs> That, that little piece of skin that everyone has under their tongue, their frenum, mm -hmm. mine attaches like at the very front of my tongue. I can only stick my tongue out like a little bit. Let me see. Ew, babe, embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that fun? Oh, that's, oh, okay. Yeah, that was great. So how do you uh -huh. go there with a little bit of exactly, little tongue Exactly, he like doesn't. That? Oh, okay, I can't, I don't. It's done to me. It's done at me. <sighs> it's not something I, I appreciate or enjoy. Like, you guys have that BB Mac album. He's like, BB Mac. Yeah, no, I'm hardcore. That crap, yeah. <laughs> Motorhead down aisle two. <laughs> no one likes BB Mac. No one does like BB Mac. I love BB Mac. BB Mac's pretty good, actually. Baby, oh my god. Baby. Yeah. What else? What, while we're while we are, are just I'm trying to think of decimating else. my self-esteem. Um come on, we got one more. Whatever. Come on, Vic. You know me as well as she does. He doesn't I can't eat? say the things like, that, that I can't get in that. Um, he doesn't eat? He doesn't That's eat. true, actually. I've you never don't met eat anyone like him. Yeah. It's weird. I love to eat. So we, like, in the morning I have to eat. As soon as I wake up, we go out for dinner, and he's like, oh, I haven't eaten today. I'm like, how does one forget to eat? He's like, it's just not a priority. I'm like, okay, did they teach you that at the record store? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't take breaks. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty fair because I'll have a coffee in the morning. I usually skip lunch, and then I have dinner. Yeah, and see, I have small little weird. snacks throughout oh the day, so actually I, I, I can't I could go forget. against that one. 
I wish I, I could forget to eat. I just can't. I just love to. Back at you. Now I got that BB Max song in my head. Yeah. This that's a want you need you so. Okay, I know that's it. a just good I don't like tune. doesn't mean I don't know it. I watch again, TRL. Again, everyone that's 35, 36, 37, 40, you know these songs. You choose to lie to yourself if you say you don't. Like when BB Mac would be at number one, I would call my girlfriend like on the landline phone. Oh my God, BB Mac's number one today on TRL. It's like, that's huge. Cause and you can just only, watch only, the video. Only way Corey cared was like, oh, corn's number one. Yeah, yeah. I love TRL, <laughs> corn. He's like, I hate TRL. <laughs> eh, I work at a record store. He wants to wrap this up and say goodbye to everybody. So. <laughs> Babe, thanks for letting us make fun of you. Yeah, it was fun. You guys, he's normal, right? He's just Smooches. a, he's a human, just like the rest of us. Even With though he a great wants you mustache. to think. That he's some, you know, miserable grump. He's actually a very sweet, sensitive human. Very romantic. Yeah. Vic, Vic, you were mentioning one of my more romantic gestures that you were privy to uh, oh, prior to us get recording. Into I mean, let's just, uh, yeah, we, we can we can discuss the the plot that we had hatched, that you and I had hatched. So this is this is the the backstory. Carmelo was having, I think, a rough travel day. She had a couple of delays. Something had happened. And I said, and Corey goes, we got to, I got to do something. I go, let's get in the car. Let's go figure something out. What's coming up oh, that we can do? I know. Let's go get Christmas lights. So we went to a Dollar General or something. We spent a lot. I spent with him a lot of time because he really was into this. I kind of was just going along because I had nothing else to do. I forget what town we were in. And we bought Christmas lights, candy. I almost tried to talk him into getting this talking uh, stuffed bear that said, I love you. I love you. <laughs> but he didn't want to get into that. Nightmare and, fuel. And it was all sorts of stuff. So he gets in the room. We're standing on the chairs. I'm afraid we're going to break the chair. Um, and he's stringing these lights on. He's sweating because he's trying to get this done. He's got a bottle of wine in the room. There might have been food. I don't remember. Everything set up. I said, hey, man, take care. Have a good night. Um, hopefully she gets in. Everything's fine. Don't bother him all night. See him the next day. How did it go? Everything good? <sighs> She didn't even make it. <laughs> I, I had a travel day from hell. She had a terrible travel day. And I was at a different hotel. hotel. Yes. Yeah. And I just wanted to go to bed at a pay-per-view the next day. I had a big match. And I just remember being like, I just want to go to bed. I just, and I didn't understand the big, he's like, come on, just come on. And I'm like, yeah. babe, I'll see you tomorrow. And to then I get fair, a video. She didn't know, but the room was spectacular. It was set up. It was done Corey Graves style. He is a very sensitive caring individual. Very sensitive. Emphasis on the sensitive. sensitive. I think Very he didn't talk to me well. for like two days just because I didn't come to the, the decorated hotel room. Because yeah, I wanted to He might have sleep. been talking to me to talk to you. That might have been how it happened at the yes. thing. Like, I'm not talking to her. Go tell her that he if she wants so to talk mad. to me. Yeah, it was. It was very, very much elementary school. Very. I, uh, I can't go over there and get that Diet Coke because like, Carmella's relax. there. I'm not going to do it. Like, oh, come on, dude. It's okay. Be like, no, it's not because the love ballads are in aisle six. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done here. Enough <laughs> is enough. You've besmirched me enough for the last time this week, at least. Thank you to Carmela for hanging out. and. Uh, Thanks for having me. This was so fun. This was fun. I enjoyed this. This was a good time. Aside from, you know, the... the it's nice to put you Graves in your place bashing. a little bit. Okay. You know? All right. No, fine. I'll take go. it. I suppose I've earned Woe it. Woe is me. Woe is me. Now he's not going to talk to me for two days. <laughs> Great. He'll be texting me to text you, tell her yeah. I need the milk out of the fridge. Like, okay. <laughs> Ask her if I can borrow her BB Mac album. <laughs> Mello, before we let you go back upstairs, uh, 
what what are you up to? What are you what are you working on? Where, where can the WWE universe find what you're working on? Well, you can find me at Carmella WWE um, on my Instagram. You'll find all of my impression videos. Um, and I'm also, I have a wine. I just launched a rosé. It's called Coppa Cagna, which means boss babe in Italian. And it's more than just a wine. It's all about embracing your inner boss babe. And we're just like a community uh, trying to, you know, lift other women up and just be who you are and find your confidence. And that's what it's all about. So Kappa Kanye, C-A-P-A-C-A-G-N-A. If you need a little pick me up, follow us, follow me, and uh, we'll get you feeling good about yourself. I'm feeling good about myself. I am feeling good because you are joining me on Monday Night Raw. That starts right after Crown Jewel. Good luck tonight. Hopefully you defeat Zelina and you get to take that long flight with me to the other side of the earth. But until then, follow at After the Bell WWE on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find me at WWE Graves. You can find Vic at Vic Joseph WWE. Listen for free, F-R-E-E, free on Spotify. Just search After the Bell. Hit the follow button so that you never miss an episode. We'll be back next week with more wisdom, more vitriol, and more WWE After the Bell. Bad. Bad.